This is Jess Explores. I'm Jess and I work in Mare, the SFI Research Center for Energy, Climate and Marine. Join me today on a new episode of Jess Explores. Going whale watching is a whole ordeal for me. I need to wear the right kind of warm clothes, lots of layers, waterproof gear from head to toe, lots of extra sweaters, long sleeve shirts, extra pair of socks, hats, polarized sunglasses, water resistant gloves. I need to wear a jacket with lots of pocket space because I'll need some extra snacks handy. I typically also bring along a waterproof bag where I keep keys and additional batteries for my GoPro, lots of snacks again, and a water bottle because you do need water when you're out and about. I bring sunscreen and seasickness pills. I bring lots of cookies. I bring a lot of stuff when I go whale watching. But the number one thing I'll always have with me, and in fact, the only thing that I have even in my car, regardless of where I'm going, is a really good pair of binoculars. So actually, about six months ago, I had come back from a particularly wet day out on a boat, and I managed to get quite a bit of water onto my binoculars. Now, that's what they're there for, really. I don't mind my binoculars getting wet because that's just how it is sometimes. But in my infinite wisdom and having had a lot of salt water on the binos, I figured why not clean them properly? For once in my life, take it out of the car and really give them a good clean. Now, I am by no means a genius and it really showed because I opened up the what I did then is I looked for hours, and I mean hours and hours. And that is just me doing my research, and it's really what I do with everything. I could look at the same thing for days, and then eventually I make a decision. And once I made the decision, I'm good, but it does take me a long time to really collect all the data that I need to make that decision. And the same thing goes for buying anything, really. Um, but anyways, first, when you buy binoculars, you want to be very clear in what you want to use them for. So in my case, it's specifically for being out on a boat where there's lots of movement. And I don't need them at night and for nighttime watches because animals are very hard to detect at night. Uh, when you're out on a boat because everything is dark, there's basically no light and you can't, other than moonlight, maybe if you're lucky, but we're not doing any marine mammal observations on the water at night. That's just, at least in Ireland and in the UK, that's not done. You also want to make sure, in my case at least, I wanted to make sure that my binos were waterproof and that they have a stabilizer in them, which that is particularly important when you're out on a boat because if you don't have a stabilizer in the binos, this means that every tiny movement on a boat could mean that the movement through the binos when you look through them could feel that much more amplified because you look further away but the tiny movement makes the bigger makes it seem like there's a bigger jump which means that you could get seasick even if you're not prone to seasickness and then you're going to be a little bit apprehensive of using the binos because every movement just feels so amplified. 
That said, you also don't want to have lenses where the diameter is too large. So for boats, mostly seven times fifty is okay. Maybe eight times fifty works as well. So seven times fifty binoculars means that the magnification is times seven, and they have objective lenses of fifty millimeters in diameter. This actually. Concludes my knowledge of the physics behind the binoculars, but I want to spend a few more minutes talking about why they are so important for any marine scientist and why having binoculars on boats is such an important thing. So when I'm on the bridge and I'm carrying out marine mammal observation, I need to be able to judge how far away an animal is from where I am standing. Now. If you've done any kind of math, you know the higher up you are, the better the chances are of detecting animals or detecting anything really. So, when I'm on a bridge, which is the highest place on a boat, typically, unless you are able to climb up safely on top of something even higher than than the bridge,、um, typically the captain will know how far. The bottom or the ground that you're standing on is from the water surface. You then add your own height to that. So let's say it's like five meters or seven meters plus your own height. So that's maybe、uh, a meter and a half or maybe a meter eighty. So then you're at at eight eighty, for instance. Depending on your own height and how tall the bridge is, you can see much further then. Now, if you're two meters or a meter or a meter fifty, those fifty centimeters won't make all that much of a difference, but it does make a difference just in general. So be aware of that.、Um, you can actually Google the math equation of how far you can see with your naked eye, so even like not even considering the binoculars,、um, and then you can judge how far you can see on a clear day where there is no glare from the sun and where there is no. Big waves, and you can see the horizon. Sometimes you can see for miles and miles, and that could be five miles or you know three miles, which is about five kilometers, without using any binoculars, which is just a great day. And you know, if you don't have any haze, that's a really good distance. When I'm on a boat and I'm detecting animals, I need to be able to measure exactly how far an animal is from the boat. And if we have a far enough distance from the animal to not harm them, so how do you do that? Some binoculars, and that includes many marine-safe binoculars, they have reticles in them, which is basically a horizontal and a vertical line with little equal measurement lines in between them.、Um, so if I match the top of the line with Where the horizon is, then between where my boat is and the horizon, I have a certain distance that can be safely safely measured with all these tiny little measurement lines. With a simple math equation, again, you can Google this. You can then de- detect precisely how far an animal is from you. Now I say you can Google this because I I have a spreadsheet available, and depending on how high I am placed and what types of binoculars I have, I can then 
type in all those different numbers and then it tells me if you detect your animal at the third line of your little measurement lines then that is 700 meters or it's you know 320 meters again it all depends on how far you or how high you are placed and how far the animal is from you this is actually very important because when you are on a research vessel or you are on a huge tanker or in a boat and this boat carries out a very specific type of measurement or a very specific type of marine activity, we want to make sure that we don't harm any of the marine animals. And if an animal is detected in a specific space within your um, within your range, then you cannot operate certain marine activities when that animal is within that range. So I know I'm being a bit vague, like what is the range? What kind of activities are we talking about? Um, when can you detect it? What happens if, you know, if you already started the activity and the animal then shows up inside that range? Now, as a marine mammal observer, we have different rules and different regulations that we go by and again it depends on the activity that you're carrying out if you're doing a measurement that is for lack of a better term less invasive or not very invasive to the animals then maybe a 30 minute watch before you carry out the activity is plenty which means that within those 30 minutes if i don't detect a marine animal then it's okay to carry out that watch. Now, you have to be very unlucky to have an animal not show up for 30 minutes and then show up on the 31st minute. Uh, because typically, marine animals, they do come up for, for air. They do come up for, you know, being on the surface and then going down again. And if they are within that range... Typically, you will notice them within those 30 minutes. Now, if you carry out a much more invasive activity, then your pre-watch where you look out for the animals and where you're basically sitting still, your boat isn't moving, there is no activity going on. And funnily enough, the whole boat typically is very quiet. I'm not quite sure why, but that's just it. Um, then you carry this watch out for 45 minutes or you carry it out for a whole hour. It really depends on the activity that is actually supposed to start. The other thing is, if you do detect an animal within that area, within that range, like time range, and it is within a certain distance range, then from seeing that animal, you then carry out another 30 minute or another hour again there is a few different regulations so sometimes it is from the last time you saw the animal within that range and I mean distance range from there you have to start 30 minutes sometimes it's um you know when that animal is outside of your distance it's another 45 minutes or whatever the 
the, the, the time frame is. All of that depends on where you are, what kind of animals are typical for the range. It depends on, you know, your own ability. Sometimes you have two or three watchers. Sometimes it's, you know, if, if the weather is too bad, then you can't carry out any marine activities because we can't do a safe watch. Um, you can't do a pre-watch safely. And a pre-watch, again, is before you start the marine activities. So we need to know how far the animal is from where you are as a, on the boat. So, so binoculars are not just to see far away. They're also there to measure how far something is from where I am. Um, there are other ways of determining the distance, uh, but using binoculars is actually a fairly easy one. Now, the other thing I think that is important to mention is that if you are on a boat and you don't know how to use binoculars safely or you don't know exactly what you are looking for, then maybe it's best to not use them, especially if you're only there for a whale watch, you're there for four or five hours. Don't waste your time. The problem is that sometimes people use gadgets because they think they'll be able to experience them like the animals better that way but mostly you are just not because you're trying to find the animal and because the binoculars when you look through them they hone in onto very specific space and unless the animal is exactly where you are looking you won't find them now the other thing is that if you don't know what you are looking for, if you don't know the behavior and you don't know exactly a splash from a wave, you could actually end up missing them entirely even though you're looking exactly at them. Um, now with a free eye it's a little bit easier to see because first of all you see a little bit further away or you see a little bit more that way uh, plus you then don't have to figure out exactly where that movement was that you saw through the binoculars. It's something that is trained and with a lot of training, or not even a lot, with a little bit of training, everybody can do it. I just want to be careful for a non-avid whale watcher to be on a boat and then trying to figure out binoculars. Like that's just, it could be wasted time and Again, that's not to say that you can't learn how to use them. We can all learn. Um, and if you're on a boat with me, I'd be very happy to help you figure out how to use the binos. But mostly, when out and about, it's about experiencing everything to the fullest. And I cannot tell you how often people have seen dolphins and whales solely through their phones and I'd be sitting next to them and I'm wondering why they were staring at animals through their screens just so somebody who isn't on a boat could see them. And I think that's important. Obviously, it's important to capture moments and to share them with others. But I think when you see animals with your own eyes and you're not focused on filming something on your phone and you're just looking... Um, that's really, that's where my, where the magic is in, in my book. But that's a different story. Now, if you're looking to buy a pair of binos, do your research. Make sure that they are usable for what you intend to use them for. If you need night vision, a regular pair of binos just won't do. 
Uh, if you need them to be lightweight or durable, then maybe don't go for the pair that is made to be looking best in your living room. Um, going bird watching is very different than whale watching and stargazing. So consider all these different things before you go buy a pair. In case you're wondering, I decided for a pair of Fujinon binoculars and they're made by Fujifilm and Fujifilm makes great cameras, like they're just fantastic. Uh, and while I couldn't test the binos out just yet because I just couldn't yet, the clarity on them is phenomenal. And I'm so excited for the day that I get to try them. If you want to engage with me on social media, follow me on Twitter at Jess underscore explores or follow me on Instagram at Jess underscore explores underscore podcast.